Hi, this is indie recording artist Nikki Chris, and you're listening to The David Bauer. And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, The David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, as well as our engineer extraordinaire, Nick the Geek, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Thank you very much there, John Bon Jovial, ladies and gentlemen, the legendary one. Thank you very much. Okay, John, you can go in there, studio, and just... Get to work so we can get the show on the road. Thank you, listeners, for joining us for another fun time of music and some special guests. And uh, we don't have any surprise guests this week, but, hey, maybe we can pull that off again sometime in the near future. That was kind of fun. Right now, we've got some music we want to share with you, and we're going to start off with a duo from Ohio who go by the name of Elliot McConnell. They're from Central Ohio, Angie and Chris singers, songwriters who pride themselves on their ability to defy genre constrictions. And uh, Angie has been, she's had a burning desire to push artistic boundaries, while Chris is driven by his desire to communicate emotions. Together, I think they come up with a great combination. They uh, met back in 2013 and started writing together almost immediately and found their connection. They haven't looked back since. Scope Magazine says about them, whether you're a country music fan or simply looking for a heartfelt tune to brighten your day, getting by is a great addition to your playlist. Give it a listen. See what you think. Here's Elliot McConnell.
getting by. They go by the name of Elliot McConnell. I really, really like that sound. What do you think, John Bon Jovial? I think it's got a nice country twang to it, and you mix in a nice old sultry, if you will, uh, adult contemporary sound, and I can't see why that wouldn't cross over into both genres of music. That's really nice, and it's well-produced, good voice work. Uh, Yeah, it's a nice song. It really is. I agree with you 100%, and it's it's got the commercial appeal. It could make uh, it could make some real noise for them. We want to thank also Nikki Chris for introducing the show today. And uh, Nikki, in addition to being an award-winning singer-songwriter, she is also turned into a podcast host. She hosts her own podcast now on the Sisters in Music Radio Network. Mixing it with Nikki Chris every Monday and available thereafter, of course, on Blog Talk Radio. Check it out, Mixing It with Nikki Chris. And uh, she's been with us since virtually since we started. So we thank her for her support and we hope you will give her your support. Check it out. John Bon Jovial, how are things down in the Florida swamp this week? Well, you know, today we've been having, at least at the time of this recording, some of the best weather that we have had in months. The high temperature today, I didn't—I don't think it got above 77 degrees, which usually this time of year it's closer to 90. And, of course, we're talking the middle of October now. We had this cold front come through, and it just swept all that away, and it was just beautiful. We had the house opened up today made the conditions a lot more pleasant. Well, we we have one thing in common with you right now, as far as the weather is concerned, in that we are supposed to be in the 90s, too, and we're not. Of course, we're back in the 100s, so we went the wrong way, too. I can can relate with that. Yeah, but but it's a dry heat. It's a dry heat. Yes, it is. I want to take a moment to salute our friends at Rochester Free Radio, who have... uh, been supporting us and carrying the David Bowers Awards ever since we started. A bunch of good friends up there at Rochester Free Radio, WRFZ, FM 106.3 in Rochester, New York. Also want to salute Titty Bingo, our house band from Texas. A lot of good Texas rock and roll there. Check them out at tittybingo.com. Remember, this is the show where you and our guests pick the award. So if you've got someone especially musically related, that you think has done something worthy of mentioning, drop us a line at david at thedavidbowers.com and tell us what it is, and maybe we'll give them an award right here on the air. By the way, all of our guests are automatic award winners by being on the show, and they become part of the David Bowers Awards family. And we love it because we have an ever-growing family, and we love to follow our guests as they go out in the world and carry their music and their performing and uh, get to, you know, get to watch them grow like parents would watch kids. And we have a brand new guest who will be joining us a little bit later. First, we would like to welcome back. I think it's his second time on the show. He goes by the name of Paul Nuriga, and we'll be talking with him after he does an appropriate song uh, for having been an award winner on the show already. His first track is Yesterday's Winner. Us, 
by accomplishment or by chance. Celebration feels righteous. Might as well enjoy a short dance. Their glory is an elixir. Feels forever grand. Cloud fused and dulling our senses lie. Intoxicated one night stand. Yesterday's winter's trip. that you have appeared with us. Well, I don't want to I don't want to jinx a future show. So I'm not oh, going to correct no. you uh, but I will say I think I've been on more than twice. <laughs> and uh, well, I feel listen. so fortunate 
So I know you guys go through a lot of shows and a lot of lot of a lot of people that you work with, and I'm just thrilled to thrilled to be back with you and and talking about uh, the new album that's kind of getting ready to come out. Well, we are always happy to have a prior guest come back, whether it's the first time or the 15th time. And math never was my best subject, as a matter of fact. I love the the song that we just played, Yesterday's Winners. Uh, a great tune, and I can't wait to share the new track, Bad Cards, which we'll do in uh, in just a few minutes here. But, yes, talk to us. Uh, tell us about the album. Oh, you bet. So Smiles That Pass By is an album that will be released in the spring. We're estimating April 15th uh, to May 1st. It's somewhere in there. And it's Smiles That Pass By. It's a 10 original album of which Yesterday's Winner that just played is on. And Bad Cards that you're going to play uh, is has already been released as a single leading the album. So it's 10 originals, uh, songs I wrote, um, specifically speaking to Lessons Learned kind of key aha moments in my six decades on this good earth. And so it's, uh, it's these lessons learned that I feel deserve a song, and I wanted to share them with the world, these feelings that I had, this, these, these really big moments in my life. And yesterday's winner is one of those because I've, I've worked very hard throughout my life, you know, to, to achieve certain things, and I've chased the rabbit, so to speak, uh, in many cases in my life. But I, I really have a strong sense for how much number one matters and and how we really ought to all find balance in our lives, whatever that means for each individual. But um, there's, there's a lot of pressure out there to be number one. And so Yesterday's Winner, as one of the songs on Smiles That Pass By, um, speaks to that concept. And a, a great, great lesson it is, too. And while we're tripping over numbers, I... Uh... I found one that I think I can come back at you with for missing your number of appearances here. See, next month is November, and uh, that's not all that far away. And I think the number 65 has meaning to you next month, does it not? Oh, yeah, thank you for that. And I'm one of those guys that's not afraid to quote to say my age or have somebody else say it. But, yeah, I'll be turning 65, and so the album represents my, my fifth album by 65, and I'm very proud of that because uh, – the first one started at age 63. <laughs> Amazing. And, you, well, you should be proud of it. I salute you for that. Uh, being dinosaur myself and my co-host, John Bon Jovial, isn't that far behind me. We can relate very definitely. Can't we, John? Oh, yeah, just a little bit. Um, uh, you know, I, hopefully 65 doesn't freak you out because, you know, if it does, <laughs> just wait till you turn 70. That's a whole lot of fun. You know, what's cool about music is there's so many great examples out there that are well older than us who are still performing and they're delivering True. really amazing music. So that's that's really inspiring. I guess got started late. I, I wish I would have started sooner. But then again, you know, it's it's a new chapter for me. And so it's a really to me, I'm, I feel like I've been reborn is the truth. And, uh, and I, it's really a, a fun and exciting thing. And and I figure we've got a lot of life left out there, um, and I, I trust you guys feel the same way. And, uh, shoot, we don't want to give up, and we want to keep on doing what we can to, you know, entertain and inspire others, and that's the spirit of my music. Exactly, and to share as much as we can with others. Yeah, that's yeah, one that's of the right. reasons why we like doing this show as much as we do, because, you know, yeah, Dave and I may be considered a couple of uh, dinosaurs by some of our younger peers out there, but uh, I don't know about, you know, how you feel about your music, but doing this 
for me anyway. I mean, this is such a gas every week because I've spent so many years in terrestrial radio, as did David, and um, to be able to go on the air again and do almost like a free-form kind of a format and talking to our guests and kind of hanging out with them in the living room, so to speak. This is something that I was never able to do in terrestrial radio. You know, I might uh, introduce a song. Here's Conway Twitty and Loretta Lynn on W whatever, and the time is and the temperature is, and have a great day, everybody, and you play the song. Well, that's not a whole lot of freedom. This affords us, uh, you know, the freedom to, uh, well, to be creative. And mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun. It's a really good and, point, John. And I'm, I would share, I would share with the listeners, uh, frankly, as a courtesy, that when I speak with you guys, you guys aren't telling me exactly what you want to say and exactly what you want to ask. I'm trusting you because you have this long history of really pure intent with regards to promoting and exploring indie music. And so somebody like me who doesn't have a big brand per se, I'm so thankful for that. But it also makes your show more interesting. And so I, I applaud you guys for, for that formula, which is somewhat non-formulaic. It's, it's fairly straightforward, exactly. and yeah, and I think it's really cool. That's the thing. When we first started putting this together, our feeling was that was exactly what we wanted to do. And for those of you out there who write me or suggest or even agents who try to get their guests on the show, no, we do not use a script we just have a guide that tells us how much time we've got to do this part, and uh, everything else is spur of the moment. There's no rehearsals. or uh, The show is our rehearsal. We want to hear what the guest has to say. I mean, the listeners can listen to us anytime, and uh, we want to hear what the guest has to say. We want to know more about the guest, the artist, and what makes that person who they are today. For example, I've had a question I wanted to ask you, Paul. And that is, you have been described, well, actually in your bio, you describe yourself as a musician bystander, I think is the way you put it. Yeah, thank you. So for 60 years, I was working, you know, slogging away like most folks, raising, raising kids and just growing up. And music wasn't a part of my world, except when I would be a passive bystander and I would greatly appreciate and enjoy music, but I didn't listen to the words of songs. I kind of bumbled along with them and I enjoyed it, but I didn't think music was, was for me uh, for a number of reasons uh, in making music. There were other things that were priorities. And, and then I kind of discounted my ability to, to, to be involved in the musical world because I'd had an accident earlier in my life and I'd, I'd uh, had some damage to my hands and arms and I didn't think I could heck play an instrument. And so anyway, those sorts of things kind of held me back until, until uh, my wife signed me up for a ukulele lesson one day and the rest is history. And you've done it in an amazingly short period of time. I was really blown away when I realized that you've only really seriously been doing this for about five years. Yeah, that's right. That's, that is amazing when you listen to the product that you have created and uh, the fact that you're, you, you're able to cross the genres not only easily, you, you make it sound like it's supposed to sound that way, which is the mark of a true talent when you can do that. There's any number of artists out there who will try a new genre either because they want to, it interests them, or because it's the thing to do. Everybody's doing this stuff now. But to actually be able to do music that crosses genres naturally and makes it sound like that is in itself the genre you intended, that that takes talent. 
that takes talent, and uh, you do that very well. One of the things that I wanted to ask you is you say that you're at a point in your life where you're compelled to share what's on your mind. That would kind of indicate to me that you're getting personal, more personal with your lyrics and uh, not only expressing feelings, but maybe even going into uh, opinions and, and mindsets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a bit, a bit, but I, I really continue to work hard to avoid preaching or being even appearing to be the preacher. I, I do want to inspire and I want to compel positive action, but my my role, just like with children, you know, you can offer a framework, but telling them what to do, there comes a point where they have to decide. So I don't I don't want to try to dictate to people what they should think or what they should do, but I'm sharing um, reflections. If you really think about this this coming album, Smiles That Pass By, it's about reflections on 60 years of life. It's not me making stuff up. It's me using real-world life experiences. So yesterday's winter, it's, it's a life experience about seeing people pushing hard, watching the media, how they promote the top people, but all the other people don't get any exposure. Uh, um, and, and the idea that sometimes people give it all up for this one ideal when that's really not healthy. So these aren't things of, of me making something up. I believe I'm preaching to the choir, frankly, if I were to be called a preacher, because <laughs> I think that we all, by the way, I should not presume, how do you guys feel about that concept? I, I want to find a way to say that I agree with you because I do, uh, <laughs> but I don't want to uh, be a copycat either and, and and preach to the choir word for word. I think it's obvious that you have put a whole lot of thought in putting your thoughts on paper and to music. And uh, it, it's easier said than done to do something like that. People just... People can sit down and write prose all day long. You know, roses are red, violets are blue, et cetera, et cetera. But to really put together a song that talks to life and your effect on it and its effect on you, uh, that's something altogether different. So, uh, you know, yesterday's winners, yeah, that is, you know, we're, we're all yesterday's winners in one degree or another. Um, it's just it's hopefully the future awards will be every bit if not more rewarding yeah right on and you know the idea is we can all do a great job yesterday it doesn't mean that we shouldn't show up today so I come to you humbly even though I've been on your show before and you guys are going to run a great show here today and next week and so on because you're committed to that and that's a wonderful thing that I think a lot of people need to hear and that we we don't want to be flashes in a pan we want to be consistently good at what we choose to do, and I'll leave it at that. And I have to echo what John said about agreeing without sounding like a psychophant. Uh, the uh, thing that I'm thinking is that very thin line between opinionating and preaching. I mean, we all have opinions, and sadly, the world has gotten to the point now where, you know, opinions become. I'm going to force this on you. You got to think my way. So many people don't voice an opinion. They voice what they expect to hear coming from your mouth. And I think that what you're doing is you, you are voicing an opinion, but as you said, it's non-judgmental. You're not telling anyone that, Hey, you've got to think like I do. You're just saying, Hey, this is what I think. This is how I feel about this particular subject. And uh, yeah. you know, isn't that what writing is all about? 
Yeah, I think you're right. And, you know, there's an art to it that I'm not a master because, as you guys know, no one can say they're a master after doing it for as short a time as I have. But the idea, I don't want to lead the wits, so to speak. I want people to draw their own conclusions when they listen to my songs. I want them to hear what they want to hear, and I want them to interpret it and filter it and digest it how they choose. And then, uh, you know, the thing about American listeners in particular is, you know, people are almost viciously independent. We're, we're, we're fiercely independent, I guess I should say. And we want to make up our own, own minds and not be told what to do. And I hope people will be thinking for themselves as they listen to my songs and draw from it what they choose. I, I like what oh, you've no, done. No kidding. And thank you. you. And may I introduce a concept sure. or, or do we need to move on, David? No, 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 no. Go ahead. Thank you. Just one reflection, because both of you guys have said some really, really interesting things that I think trigger this point. I also didn't do it all on my own. So I've been working with some wonderful musicians. You know, my first album was just me and a guitar. And honestly, I listened to myself an album later, and I thought, oh, that's kind of a little boring. And I, I wanted to start adding other instruments. And so, you know, if you think about the song we just heard, I mean, gosh, there's a wonderful guitarist in Austin, Texas. Uh, by the name of Lloyd Miller that is playing on that and just just absolutely brings it. And so I, we're still working with instrumentalists in Portland and around the world that bring me just the right sound for that song. I curate every song uniquely with different artists uh, to get me the exact song I want. And so I, I credit them and a producer in Portland, Oregon, a fellow named Adam, Adam Seltzer, who's a wonderful guy and a multi-instrumentalist himself, but we kind of sit down with the concept, the vibe I want, the, the music I maybe have as a reference point, and then I never want to copy other people's music. I absolutely don't want to copy their messaging. I want it to be absolutely original. But there's a body work out there, and so with, with these, these really wonderful instrumentalists, I bring together then and we craft the melody collaboratively. In the end, it's my decision, but I'm thankful for their vision. Exactly. Exactly. And I want to take just a second to thank you for the kind words for John and myself about what we do here. It's really appreciated. It's uh, it makes it makes it worthwhile to know that people are appreciative of what we try to do here. Now, before we do run out of time, uh, two quick things we got to do. One, I got to give you a chance to tell the folks how they can find you, follow you and, of course, get your music. Oh, thank you. I think a great start is. Uh, something we've done before is the simple way to get to it is just go to my website, paulfromportland.com, P-A-U-L-F-R-O-M, and then portland.com, paulfromportland.com, and you'll find information on the new album, including the information behind every song I've ever written, the links uh, to get to it, and of course, you could go to Spotify and you could look up the song names, uh, it, for the uh, songs that have been released. So the next song that I know you're going to talk about, David, is is uh, is Bad Cards, and it's a new song that has been released. Yesterday's winners that we heard earlier won't be released until the spring. So please excuse me. PaulFromPortland.com, you'll find all my links to social media, but you'll also find some good information there. Wonderful. I thank you very much for that. And listeners, don't forget, if you like Paul's music, don't forget to add it to your streaming playlist. Those of you who have playlists online, there you go. You can add Paul from Portland, put his music on there. And Paul, one last request from you before we let you go. And that is, please keep us in mind when the album is going to be coming out and uh, get with us. We might be able to do a, you know, one of those album preview shows where we play a few tracks and talk about the album in a little bit more depth. 
it will be my honor. And uh, the bad cards I would suggest just encourages if you're listening to it and listeners are listening to it, it's the same thing. It's just talking about the reality of getting dealt bad cards and how we need to play our hand and the fact that the sun will always come up tomorrow. I don't think anybody can argue with me on that. It's not preaching. It's just a fact, but I'm trying to present it and offer perspective, okay? Absolutely. And again, we thank you so much for coming back and sharing your new album with us. We look forward to the spring when we can play some more tracks off of it. Ladies and gentlemen, Paul Nurigat, better known as Paul from Portland. And here he is from the album Smiles That Pass By. This is Bad Cards. up the next morning stuff just can't get done it's like trying to find your keys on the tablecloth in the patterns and the colors hiding like a gypsy moth some days we get down bad cars life feels like a junkyard Walking around in circles, man Some days they're just damn hard There's some days we get down Bad cars Cruising down the freeway End up in a country ditch It's easy to get down on life When the days become a bitch Way out of nowhere Says an old parable We put one foot in front of the other And it helps us through our struggle Some days we get there Bad cars Life feels like a junkyard Walking around in circles, man Some days are just Like a washing machine Fixes up our messes And helps us all get clean It's okay to get beaten down Then set yourself free When I'm down I remember there's a lot of folks Worse off than me Bad cards. 
Paul from Portland. Uh, thank you very much, Paul. Pleasure talking with you and sharing your music. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen. And remember, keep him in mind. You like his music? Follow him. Go to paulfromportland.com. And don't forget, add his music to your streaming playlist. We've got another gentleman who I think has probably done just that. And uh, he has also made himself a bit of a Canadian musical icon. He was a finalist in Canadian Icon, and we're going to be talking with him in, uh, oh, just three or four minutes after we play for you, Don't Pass Me By. In my life from time to time There's a sadness casting shadows in my mind Like an old familiar foe And the ghost of it runs deeper than you know So if I'm someone you don't recognize If my face becomes a Stranger to your eyes Don't pass me by Don't pass me by On my less than sunny day There's a devil throwing Troubles in my way It's an old familiar pain You don't understand and I cannot explain But if you listen close and care to try Soft and clear you'll hear the child inside me cry Come on in here, Oliver, and say hello. Hello. Great to be here. Great to have you with us, Oliver, and what a story you've got to tell. Unlike our last guest, our previous guest, 
you've been in the business for a while and you've got uh, quite a record of accomplishments over the years, including working with your brother and, uh, mm-hmm. of course, as we mentioned earlier, being a finalist with your brother on Canadian Idol. Tell us a little bit about Oliver Pigott. Well, I was, first of all, it's great to be here. Thank you, David. It's, uh, it's uh, nice to be invited on. A pleasure. And uh, about me, I was born in Toronto, Canada, but I grew up in Canada and Portugal. I spent my child, part of my childhood in Portugal. Uh, my dad, who was a musician, uh, harmon- well, he kind of moonlighted as a musician, but uh, he was a harmonica player and was an avid blues fan. Um, and subsequent to his death, my mother moved myself and my brother and sister to Portugal. And uh, basically the only thing I really inherited was his, his blues collection and his harmonicas. And when we moved out there, we uh, really had no access to <laughs> modern technology as such. So to entertain myself, I would learn all the harmonica parts to his, his blues albums. Oh, wow. So that, yeah, that was when I got started in music. There were karaoke bars out there because we were in a fishing village. And the tourists would come in the summer months. So I'd, I'd go do karaoke with my brother. And uh, I was about 11 at the time. And so that was my introduction to performing. So I had that twin thread of uh, being able to play harmonica and, 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 and perform. And I had a love for both. And it uh, really got me started on my musical journey. And then well, from there, um, go ahead. you know, lots of other things, lots of other uh, happenings and accomplishments. I moved back to Canada. I lived in England, toured all over the world, and um, played in a lot of musical markets and kind of cut my chops, hitting the road, hitting the bricks. So to speak. Well, that you know, going from from Canada to Portugal and then touring around the world, that really explains how you wound up in Nashville. Well, Nashville's a great <laughs> place to come to. <laughs> yeah, it's a great place to come to when when you uh, when you do develop your chops and you uh, discover who you are as an artist. I think it's good to be cemented uh, somewhat musically when you come to a place like Nashville. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. John Bon Jovial, come on in and join the conversation here. Okie dokie. Well, Oliver, uh, first and foremost, welcome to the show. It is it is great to have you with us, and, and hello back. Um, my observation of uh, Don't Pass Me By, th- this is probably one of the more unusual songs that I've heard on this show in, in quite a long time. And I say that in uh, as a term of endearment. I, I, I really like it. Your vocal style, and I don't know if you were going for this or maybe I'm on drugs with my impression of it, but <laughs> I, it, has a, uh, it has an operatic quality to it. And uh, do you have formal training? Oh, that's interesting. I, uh, that's, uh, that's somewhat new for me to hear, so, and I like that. I'm glad to hear it. I, I, I do have some musical training. I went to high school at uh, Tobico School of the Arts, uh, the greater Toronto area, and it was a school you had to audition to get in. They had four majors at the time, and I was in music theater. So I took four years of music theater, so sight reading and all that stuff, and all the, uh, the great musicals, you know, Rodgers and Hammerstein and such. And um, So that was a, a great place to go to school. Lots of fellow artists, obviously, lots of uh, eclectic clothing and styles, ways of being. And so it was my musical education in a few ways. It sounds to me like it's a ballad uh, that could be 
I don't know, I keep using the word opera, uh, and I don't know if that's the right description because I'm at really kind of a loss for words to try to tell you how I feel about what I've just heard. And what I feel is certainly not bad. I, I, I enjoyed it. It got my attention because it's so unusual. And I found myself becoming immersed uh, in the song and uh, almost kind of disappointed that it ended. Oh, that's nice to hear. Well, I, I appreciate that. Now, now I'm curious as to what you mean by unusual. It's unusual in that I'm not sure how to classify that. I'm not sure if I should classify this as contemporary. Uh, I'm not sure if I should classify you as a balladeer. I'm not sure if I should classify you as a uh, a country artist because there are certain little tinges uh, of a more traditional country sound in there, but very minor, very very subtle. Um, so, or or maybe it has no classification at all because it seems very unique and very original to me. Well, the reason I ask is because we're, we're my wife's helping me out a lot. My wife, Danica, uh, helps me out with, with so much. And we were struggling in terms of how to categorize uh, my, my next single uh, in terms of genre, because that's very important with the playlist and, and, uh, the fact that people need a quick synopsis of what you're, you might be submitting or what they might be listening to. So the closest we could really come up with was Americana, uh, maybe with folk as a secondary category. Mm -hmm. Yes, I can see that. Yeah, that I can see that. That makes sense. Well, maybe, you know, that might not be so much the case with Don't Pass Me By, but with, with Eyes My Daddy Gave Me, which I, I think you guys might be playing today, yes. my, my fourth, forthcoming single, uh, we thought that that might be the most accurate description. <laughs> But we're just uh, taking off in the dark, you know. Yeah, I think I think the easiest way to to sum it up, and this makes me real happy because one of the reasons John and I got together and started this show originally was because we don't like format radio, and we wanted to be able to do a show with the music that we wanted to play. And therefore, we got into a situation where we don't have classifications as such. I mean, if your music is country, if it's pop, if it's rock, I don't know. About the only things we haven't done is we, we haven't done any rap, and we've done, not done any opera. But we've done most yeah, other genres. lighter on the death metal, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, we've kind of scratched the edges of that. We've come close. Okay. As a matter of fact, a couple of weeks ago, we had some symphonic metal on. So uh, we've, oh, wow. we've touched, cool. yeah, we have touched on uh, on a lot of different genres. And I'm happy with the fact that we don't have to worry about putting everything in a pigeonhole. So, uh, John, there you go. There's your red thought there. The other fact is it's original. It's an original sound. You don't sound like every other male artist on the market right now. And that is something that we really, we really enjoy. Artists who can cross genres automatically, naturally, and do it right. And artists who have a touch of originality. They don't sound like, uh, you know, a formula artist. And uh, you, you qualify on both categories there. Well, I you know, it's kind of like, uh, no, I was just going to say, it's kind of like um, you can't classify it, but you can try to uh, adhere your opinion as to whether is this country, is it contemporary, is it this, is it that. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I think that you have done that, but 
it's original. It's like David said, it is original and it is almost impossible unless you've got, you know, the heavy guitars going in it. It's almost impossible to classify something that is so original as what you've done. That's why I said it had, I, I feel like it's got an operatic quality to it without, you know, without it being uh lob of wham. Wow. Well, well, thank you. I do. I, I should say one of my, uh, my favorite singers, along with Freddie Mercury, who I guess did delve into opera a little bit, uh, is uh, Mel Torme. And oh, you might have heard some, some falsetto there in the middle. Oh, he was great. Oh, yeah, and he was one of the few singers that uh, got better with age, I think, uh, near the end of the life. Yes, yeah, but just genius level um, mic technique and falsetto and just uh, vocal control. So I get a a lot of influence from him, and uh, that's not really operatic, but but, uh, he's certainly a technician, so, you know, serves as inspiration. You could have done a lot worse than that. I haven't heard his name in a long time. I may have to go listen to some... uh, some of his music. I haven't listened to him in quite a while, but you have, let's see, you spent, what, over a year doing this album, producing and getting this album done. You also, you work with uh, youth and adults, and you got a couple of sons of your own. Where do you find time to squeeze all of this in? (laughs) Well, my wife, Doc, is very good at scheduling, so I check in with her on a regular basis. She kind of keeps me on the straight and narrow. Yeah, that that definitely helps. And uh, yeah. now that you've gone solo on this one, is there going to be any more of the uh, Pigot brothers? Well, that would be great. Uh, we, I've always loved writing with my brother. He went, I'd say, as much into the acting world as I did the music world. And he's actually out in Oregon, Eugene, Oregon. Um, he's gone from acting largely to moving into the world of directing. And so he's hmm. directing his own indie movies. He was just in a film with um, Jude Law. And we've been talking about uh, collaborating on a different level where he's in the world of uh, making his films and then I'm contributing music. So I think I'll be involved in his next project in that capacity. But I would love to work with Sebastian again musically uh, when circumstances permit. Well, I thank you for taking away my next question, which was going to be with him on the movie end of it and you on the music end. And I know you've had your your music in several productions, including, I know, one feature feature film, Lost Angels, I believe, as well as some TV series. Uh, I was going to ask if uh, you foresaw the day when uh, you would do the music to one of his films. So uh, that's something we could look forward to. Another thing that I would look forward to is the next time you come to visit us, whether it's for the next album or whatever reason, and I know you were listening to the show, so you know the story about you are now doomed. You're part of our family forever. Uh, (laughs) We we want to keep in touch with you, but uh, I uh, would like to offer the invitation the next time you're on the show, uh, bring Sebastian along with you. I, w- I would love to. I would, I'll try and wrangle him up. He's a little wily like that, but uh, you know, <laughs> see what I can do. How was, how was the feeling of the uh, Canadian Idol experience? Well, I learned so much. I actually did learn a lot from Sebastian on that show because he approached the show not only as a singer, but as an actor, and he would talk to the lighting people and make sure the shots were good and 
and the angles were good. And he had a lot of stillness in his performances. He went further than I did. So that was a big takeaway for me. I also learned a lot about um, talking to the media and how, you know, how to, how to format my answers in a palatable way and different dynamics and, and uh, how to work with a camera. It was my first foray, really, I'd say, into acting, in a sense. Mm-hmm, sure. And, and uh, that, it was interesting. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that explains how you're so glib in answering us here. It, you're smooth. <laughs> You've been well rehearsed. You can you can give Sebastian a thank you for uh, prepping you well there. <laughs> I will. I will let my wife did as well because she came uh, from the theater world. So I did a lot of, you know, um, you body work with her and, and work in, in the sense of um, learning how to be still and present. So it's mm-hmm. all it's all factored into the person I am today, whoever that is. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, listen, so far everything you've done seems to have gone in the right direction. And we are just so thrilled that you were able to come and spend some time with us today and tell us about yourself, your experiences, and your music. We will definitely be following you. Uh, we're like that. Uh, we're We'll be shadowing you forever now, but uh, yeah, you are part of our family. Keep in touch. And as I tell most everybody, we have obviously several social media pages, one of which is the David Bowers Awards Groups Music page on Facebook, which we started uh, 10, 11 years ago. And that's kind of become our anchor page. And so we invite our guests and anybody else in indie music to post your music news there, uh, new releases, new albums, anything you've got going that you want to share with the fans, post it up there. You can post directly. You don't have to send us a press release. and We will pick it up there and share it with all the other places that we post to. And that's uh, absolutely free. It's what it's there for. So go ahead. Feel free to use it. And do keep in touch with us because we want to hear from you. Again, thank you so much for coming and sharing with us today and uh, sharing off uh, your new album, your singles, The Eyes My Daddy Gave Me, is, uh, well, let's see, this will be out this coming weekend. So it's going to be released right about the time the album or the single is released. That'll be Friday, and this will break Saturday in Rochester, New York, at our FM station, and Sunday on my podcast on Blog Talk Radio. So timing is perfect. Thank you. Thank you so much, Oliver. A pleasure to have you here. All the very best to you, to your family, and uh, we do want you to come back. Well, thanks, guys. I would be honored to come back. It's been a, an absolute pleasure, and I will be posting on that page and keeping in touch. I appreciate that. Again, thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. Oliver Pigott, and this is Eyes My Daddy Gave Me.
My daddy gave me Oliver Pegott, and we thank him for joining us. Don't forget, if you like his music, add it to your streaming playlists online. The artist will love you for that. And I didn't get a chance to get from him contact information, so I'm going to pass it on to you now. If you're looking to get in touch with Oliver Pegott and find out anything you want to know about him, including how to get his music, you can go to OliverPigott.com. Last name is P is in Peter, I-G-O-T-T. OliverPigot.com, and that'll put you in touch with him. We thank him, and we thank Paul Norgut for joining us today. Great show, some great music, right up to the time that John Bon Jovial should take us home. It was a great show today. I enjoyed a good conversation, good music, original music. That's kind of nice. It's always nice to have somebody on board with us that has a really unique sound and, uh, you know, something that you can't put a label on. Anyway, folks, thank you so much. You have done it again. You have spent another perfectly good hour with us here at the David Bowers Awards. And as every week, we really are grateful for your continued presence. Thank you so very much. The David Bowers Awards is broadcast around the world from our studios in Naples, Florida, and also from the Valley of the Sun in Tempe, Arizona, and we're available for free on most of the major streaming services. Be sure to join us next week for the David Bowers Awards Saturday on WRFZ FM 106.3 on your FM radio dial in Rochester, New York, otherwise known as Rochester Free Radio, 
And that happens at noon every Saturday. If you're out of their listening area, you can always find them at rochesterfreeradio.com. And then on Sunday, you can find us on blogtalkradio.com, and that's at 2 o'clock Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and 6 p.m. UTC. So until next week, I would like to say for the David Bowers and Hopalong Sarcassity, I am yours truly, the legendary John Bon Jovial, saying be good to each other, wash your hands, and we'll see you next week right here on the David Bowers Awards. <laughs>